0: Well, hey, we are uh, in the third week of our core values series, and what this means is that we're talking about what we value here at Emerge, and because what you value will dictate what you do. If the things that you value in your in your life, that will dictate how you live your life, or the way you lead your life, the what you do in your life. So, hopefully, us here as a student ministry, we value these things, and these these will be important. To who we are and what we say that we do. So, what you value will dictate what you do, and uh, and these are things that we want to value here at Emerge. So, if you guys were here week one a couple weeks ago, we talked about our very first value is that we are. Does anybody remember? We're a family made of friends, and that's all about that's all about us being loving and welcoming and open and wanting people to be a part of our family. And last week we talked about the value that saved people, serve people. And, uh, and so tonight I want to encourage you guys to take notes, to write some things down. Obviously you didn't write enough down last week cause I didn't hear enough feedback there. Um, but, um, want to encourage you to write some things down cause who knows what God could speak to your heart tonight. Um, and our, our third value that we're going to talk about tonight is that found people, find people. That's why we showed that video over there at the beginning. It's just talking about, hey, just find someone. Invite someone. Bring someone. Just give an invitation. It's it's all you have to do is ask. And all they can say is no or yes. You know, most people are just waiting for an invitation. They're just waiting for an ask, ask, ask. Um, so, but what this basically means, um, if you're saved. The, this this value that found people find people if you are saved if you are have accepted Christ as your Lord and the leader of your life then it is our responsibility if we're found no longer lost in sin then found people find people and what I love about this is that is that um, this value that found people find people is all over the Bible you can find it all throughout the Bible so we're t- tonight here's what we're doing though. And I want you to listen. I want you to catch this because this is really important tonight. Um, we're going to take a little bit look, a different look at this value than how we have in the past. And uh, so I want to encourage you to take notes. You need to know this. We're going to look at the concept that found people, find people through a little bit of a different lens tonight. And it's going to it's going to be good. So look at the person next to you. Look him right in the face. Say, Are you ready? And then look at the other person on the other side. Let's say let's do this. Now say this with me. Everybody repeat after me. Say, found people. Find people. Let's try that again. Found people. Find people. Anybody bring a Bible tonight? Hold it up, wave it in the air like you just don't care. It could be your phone Bible. That's all right. I'm all right with that. Anybody bring a notebook tonight? Yeah. All right. So can we pray real quick as we get started? God, help me tonight by the power of your Holy Spirit, speak through me to the hearts of our students tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. Quick and easy. That's the way I like it. Anybody, if you got your Bible tonight, or your phone Bible, or if you didn't bring your Bible, we're going to put it up on the screen. I want you to bear with me tonight. I've had this cough thing going on for a few days now, so I'm going to try to drink a lot of water, and I'm going to try to not cough all over the front row. Welcome to the front row. I'm glad you're here tonight. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Um, but if you've got your Bible tonight, we're in the book of Philippians, uh, chapter 2. We're going to start in verse 3. And uh, if you're taking notes, that's where we're at. Write that down. It says this. It says, when you do things, do not let selfishness or pride be your guide. Instead, be humble and give more honor to others than yourselves. Don't be interested in only your own life, but be interested in the lives of others. In, in your lives, you must think and act like Christ Jesus. So in your lives, you must think and act like Christ Jesus. Um, have you, you guys ever heard, uh, had a conversation with someone, and we all kind of do this, or we've all done done this at times, um, and they're like, oh my gosh, let me tell you about me. Me, 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 me. Me, oh, and then I did this, and then let me tell you more about me, and then enough about me, let's talk about me, right? You've had people like that. You know people like that. They're just like, oh, let me tell you about me. Here's what I'm doing. Here's what I've got going on, and, 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 but I, I love here, I want you to listen, listen. I love what the Apostle Paul says here to his church, and he's, he's basically saying this. He's saying, don't value self and undervalue other people. Don't value self and undervalue other people. Because Paul knows we put this, if you'd put that up on the screen, that next thing, don't value, overvalue self and undervalue other people. Because Paul knows that when we put this selfish mindset um, on ourselves like like we're better than we're better than people. I'm too good for that. Like I'm too good for these people. Like I'm above them. And what that does, it sets that's an exclusive mindset. It's exclusive. It makes it all about you and me, 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 and all about me and what I want to do. And, and if if we can't embrace the fact that found people find people, we have to be fully inclusive. Just like what we talked about a couple of weeks ago, we have to be fully inclusive. We have to accept and include everyone. And so when we have this mindset of valuing ourselves over others, selfishness and pride becomes your guide. When you do that, when you value yourself over everyone else, selfishness and pride becomes your guide. See, here's what we do. It's like, oh, I'm going to do my own thing. I'm going to do my thing. I'm not going to worry about anyone else. I'm going to do my thing. I don't care about anyone else. And that is selfishness and pride talking, because you're making it just all about you. You don't care about anyone else. Nobody else matters. It's all about you. That's your selfishness. That's your pride talking. And the apostle Paul is encouraging us to be like Jesus, to be like him, to act like him, to emulate him, to put an interest on, on other people over yourself. It's not saying you can't take care of yourself and be interested in things yourself and and taking and, and taking interest in other people as well. Because you can't find people if you're always looking at yourself. You can't find other people if your focus is always on yourself. You're always going to be you're only concerned about yourself. Back when I was in high school, um, I don't think any schools do this anymore. I lucked out, I guess, because I'm older than most of you guys. Um, but back when I was in high school, we had an open lunch period, which basically meant we could leave campus at lunch. We could go eat at McDonald's or, or wherever that is you like. In my town, we had this little bitty drive-in, like 10 people fit in it. So you had, to, you had to get in your car and race everyone else across town and to be the first ones in this restaurant, because if you weren't the first ones there, you weren't getting a seat. And so... So we had this open lunch period, and we could leave and go to lunch off campus, and and nobody has that more. And and I had my first job at United Supermarket. I was uh, I would I would uh, I would sack groceries for old ladies, and then help them carry them out to their cars and put them in their cars for them. And and uh, and and I didn't make a lot of money, but I felt like I was loaded. Like I would get my checks cashed in like all ones, and then wrap a twenty around there, and so I looked like it was like a big roll and make it look like I was loaded, but kidding. I totally wasn't that guy. I didn't do that. Um, but uh, what we would do, we would go to lunch. We would leave. We'd speed out of the parking lot. We would go to lunch and I'd be with my friends and, and I had a job and my friends didn't have a job. And, 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 and I like to eat and I like to eat well. I like to eat good food. And so we would go into this restaurant and, and I would order this whole meal, and my buddies, like, they wouldn't have lunch money. And so they would be, like, uh, get, like, a basket of fries and everyone be sharing it together. And and they would split it betwi- between each other. So here's here's what I had. I had an option. I could help my friends out. I could get something a little bit cheaper for myself, not the big meal, and, and show some interest and show some care for my friends so we could all eat together. Um and because these guys were eating like salty and crackers and ketchup packets and and uh, and so I, and I think to myself you know what I'm gonna get the biggest thing on the menu and so I ordered like the chicken fried steak with fried an a extra large fry a large dr. pepper and and I look at my friends I'm like sorry guys maybe next time and like walking off, and like, I was a total jerk, and my friends were, were eating saltine crackers, and three of them, they had like that free water cup, you know, you get at the restaurant, you get the free water cup with three straws sticking out of it, and they were all drinking out of the little water cup with their straws, and I had my large Dr. Pepper, and I was like, oh, I am so full at eating my chicken fried steak, and and we, ha- we all have our moments. We've got our moments where we where we could take an interest in other people, like we, we could actually help someone else. But we, we all have this temptation for selfishness and pride to be our guide. We all have this temptation in our lives for, to, make, to make it all about us, to make it all about me. I'm so important. And what concerns me about this is that so many times for so many of us, it doesn't seem like that big of a deal. It doesn't seem like a problem for us when we make that our focus. I I, I know, I know they're hurting. I know they're hungry. I know they need a friend. Nobody sits with them. Nobody talks with them. But if I go and do that, my reputation might hurt a little bit. It, It may seem like the biggest thing at the moment, but what happens is we get into this habit. And then as we get into this habit, we continually do this. And as we grow older and older and older into adults, we continually let our selfishness and our pride be our guide to our lives. And those are the people who come to harm. So you see, uh, I got to share this tonight. See, divorce exists because selfishness exists. Broken relationships exist because selfishness exists. For some of you here in this room, the reason your heart may be broken tonight, the reason you may be walking through a difficult moment tonight, or maybe someone in your life valued themselves and undervalued you. They, or maybe even you, in this situation, they let their selfishness and their pride guide their lives. And as a result... Someone experiences brokenness. See, if we're going to value the fact that found people find people, we have to go let go of selfishness and pride. But here's what I love. I love that Jesus has a better way. I love that he's got a better way for us. Maybe you, you're in this room tonight and you're not like a Bible person. Maybe you're not like even necessarily a Christian person. You're not sure about all this stuff. And I remember in my life when uh, when I began to open up the Bible and I began to read and I began to know who Jesus was and what he was all about. And, and I wanted to be like Jesus. And I, I and if to in order to be like Jesus, I had to value other people because that's what Jesus was all about. That's what he was. That's what he came to this earth for. That's what he wanted to do. He put a high value on everyone else. So whatever your background is here in this room, we're all in the same boat. If you've been to church your whole life, you were born and raised in church your whole life, you've got this temptation to be selfish and to think of yourself over others. Or if you're in here tonight and you're brand new to this, you're brand new to this faith or you're brand new even to this church, you've got this temptation to be selfish as well. We've all got that temptation to allow selfishness and pride to guide you, if you got your Bible tonight, go to, to the book of Mark, uh, chapter ten. We're going to start in verse forty-two. Can someone say Amen? Come on, let's get a little bit rowdy in here. Come on, you guys are awfully quiet. Don't be talking to each other. Like you, it's all right to say Amen. It's all right to say Preach it. It's all right to say Let's go. Let's go. Let's do that. all right? So somebody say amen. Amen. All right. So if you're in the book of Mark, um, and so here's what's happening before we get there, before we put that up on the screen, before you read it, here's, this is what's happening. This is, this is talking about Jesus and he is literally on his way to Jerusalem to be crucified, to save people. And so Jesus is explaining to his people, to his followers, to the people walking with him. He's literally explaining to them. He's like, he's saying, I want you to be a servant. I want you to be someone who takes interest in, in people. And when you see them going through hard moments, through difficult things in their lives, I want you to help them. And this is this actually lines up perfectly with the value that we talked about last week that saves people, serve people. And I love how all these values and all these things that we, we talk about Perfectly tie in together and they perfectly weave in together. This verse 45, I want you to hear this. It says, For even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many. See, Jesus, he's literally on his way to the cross when he's saying this. Verse 46, and they came to Jericho. And he was leaving Jericho with his disciples and a great crowd uh, and a great crowd. Bartimaeus, a blind beggar, the son of Timaeus, was sitting by the roadside. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and he began to say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And many rebuked him, telling him to be silent. But he cried out all the more, son of David, have mercy on me. And here's the crazy thing in this passage. Jesus was walking around with his followers, with this whole crowd, and he's right in the middle of teaching all of them to be a person who serves, to be a person who cares for other, to be a person who, who values the fact that found people find people. And he's saying, I want you to live this way because this is how I live. This is the agenda of Jesus. And so the Bible says that they came across this blind blind man named Bartimaeus, who is completely dependent on others. He's the kind of person who, who feels like it will never change. The kind of person who's been like this for a long time. He has sat in darkness and he's been waiting for the light. See, Jesus comes walking by explaining to his followers, the people walking right with him, who he wants them to serve, And to find others. And to serve others. And all of a sudden, the the crowd turns to this man crying out. He's crying out for hope. He's crying out for something, for a future. His only hope, Jesus, is in the area. And and Jesus' followers are like, hey, bro, could you keep it down? We're trying to learn how to serve here. Like, we're trying to, to help find people like guy we, like, we can't hear him talking if you're yelling I can't hear Jesus over you and 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 an opportunity perfectly presents itself an opportunity uh, to be found presents itself and they're like shut up I can't hear Jesus he's trying to teach me how to serve you I can't hear him with all your yelling and the bible says that he screams even louder he gets even louder, and he's desperate, and he needs a change in his life. So the Bible says, and 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 I'm I'm going to encourage you guys to read the rest of that chapter by yourself because it's really good. So I'm just going to kind of break it down and paraphrase it a little bit for you. Um, for it's for the sake of time, I, I want you to read. It says this though. It says when Jesus heard him, and see, I love that statement because um, I, I believe Bartimaeus represents a lot of us in this room tonight. It represents a lot of people in your school. It represents a lot of people who have tried to yell out, who have tried to reach out, who have desperately needed someone to show you the light of Jesus. People in your school who desperately need someone to embrace the fact, they need someone in this room to embrace the fact that found people find people and reach out to them. It says, it says Jesus hears Bartimaeus and it says that he stops. And he says that he looks at the crowd. See, and you got to know this too. You, Jesus, he's near Bartimaeus. He's within shouting distance. And he tell and he says this. He says, tell him to come to me. Bartimaeus dropped what he had and came to Jesus. But here, I want you to catch this. Here's what Jesus wanted his followers to do. This is what I believe. Jesus is like... He's like, he's probably thinking, I could personally walk right now right over to Bartimaeus. But what I need you to do is go over to him. Help him. Help him come to me. See, if you're a follower of Jesus, isn't that kind of what he's asking all of us to do? He's saying, I'm here. You go and grab them. You help them get to me. If you're here and you're a Jesus follower, he's telling us to go and find those people and tell them, help them come to me. Help them to Jesus. And that's what they eventually did. They went to Bartimaeus. He said, they were like, come on. He's calling you. Get up. And, And that's the invitation that we give. Hey, I know right now your heart is broken. I know right now your life is messed up. I know right now there's a lot of things going on. I know right now that you have nobody i know right now that you're lost i know right now that you're hurting but jesus is calling jesus is calling you see if that's you didn't hear tonight you're here for a purpose you're here for a reason there may be a lot of us in this room tonight who are hurting and jesus is calling tonight bartimaeus gets to jesus and he and he's and jesus responds like this he's like what do you want me to do for you like seriously jesus Like, I'm blind. Like, come on. Are you kidding me right now? And like, once again, Jesus has this teaching moment. And Jesus is looking at Bartimaeus and he's saying, what can I do for you? But you got to know this. You got to catch this. That's the language of servanthood. That's the language of that saved people serve people. That's the language that found people find people what, what can I do for you? And Jesus, he's making a point here. <clears throat> the crowd is following Jesus, <clears throat> like so many of us here in this room. And Jesus is saying, hold on, guys. You, you need to understand this. You need to catch this. You've missed the point. You missed the agenda. The agenda is that Jesus is here to seek, which means he's here to find and to save and to serve and he's inviting every single one of us to do the same thing. See, not only are these values that we're talking about, but they're actually callings on your life if you're a follower of Jesus. To seek, to find people, to, to save, to serve. Jesus looks at Bartimaeus, he's like, what do you want me to do for you? And the man says, I want to see. And so Jesus, his response, he says, Go. And instantly the man could see. And I want you to catch this last part. The man could see. And then he followed Jesus down the road. See, isn't that beautiful? Like, he didn't just get healed, but he became a follower. He didn't just, all of a sudden, he can see and like, woo, that's it, I'm out. Jesus touched his life, and he became a follower. If you help people find Jesus they'll become followers of Jesus. If you help people find Jesus, they'll become followers of Jesus. The crowd wanted to, to shut him up. They wanted to push him away. But Jesus came to seek and to save. See, Bartimaeus didn't just get healed, but he came a follower of Jesus on the way to the cross. The agenda of Jesus is to seek, is to find, to save, to serve people. Whoever band come back up? So I want to close with this thought tonight, and I really feel like this this could this is something that could help us understand a little bit. This is something that could um, make a change and make maybe even make a shift in our hearts or in our lives this week. <clears throat> As Jesus is teaching the crowd and, and his agenda is to seek and to save and to serve. Listen, listen. No matter if you're in this room tonight and you're a follower of Jesus or not, Jesus still loves you. Jesus still desires you. Jesus still wants to know you. And you are never, listen, you gotta know this, everyone in this room, you're never too far from Jesus. Jesus. You've never made too many mistakes for Jesus to, to not ever forgive you. He's there for you. He, he will never, ever, ever stop loving you. See, at the beginning of the night, we read this verse in, in Philippians. And he said, um, when you do things, don't let selfishness and pride be your guide. But instead, hum, humble. Be humble. And give more honor to others than yourselves. It says don't be interested. In only your own life. But be interested in the lives of others. The the, the lives of other people. You must think. And act. Like Jesus Christ. That next verse. Next couple of verses. Verse 6 through 8. It goes in Philippians. It says this. It says Christ himself was like God in everything. He did not think that being equal with God was something to be used for his benefit. He gave up his place with God and made himself nothing. He was born to be a man and became like a servant. And when he was living as a man, he humbled himself and was was fully obedient to God, even when that caused his death. Death on a cross. See, the reason I read this tonight is because Jesus is the foundation of our salvation. He's the purpose of everything. He's the reason why we do what we do. That's the reason that we're here tonight. But I I, I love this example that he gave for you and I. The crowd following, he, he gave it for for you and for me he gave it for the crowd following Jesus he gave it for the lost for the hopeless for the hurting for the poor and maybe you aren't like the crowd following him yet maybe you're in this room tonight and you're like Bartimaeus and you're far from him but you know that you need him if that's you tonight and, and Jesus wants you to know that he hears you and he knows you and he invites you tonight to be with him Explain it like this. Let me this chair. Okay. Let me explain it like this. So he's, so here's Jesus, and I am not even close to Jesus, but I'm gonna stand in for him tonight. And this is what the Bible talks about: how he's high, and he's lifted up, and he's exalted, and he's over, and he's above all things and everything else. He sits. He sits in heavenly places. Jesus was elevated to this place. But what I love about Jesus is that he he could have held on to this position. He could have held on to his throne. He could have held on to heaven. He could have held on to all those things. He could have held on to his position. He could have held on to his privilege. He was in heaven. There was no reason for him to come down and save us. But it says that Jesus steps down and becomes a man and becomes just like us and and here's you got to know this tonight this is a huge deal this is a really big deal for God to become man to be one of us to step down from his throne he released it and he leveraged it all for us when he was here on this earth, he could have been walking around and be like, hey, I'm Jesus. You guys, I'm Jesus. You you need, you need, know me. I'm important. I am a God. This is a really big deal. I'm kind of important here. I'm kind of a big deal. He could have walked around with the finest robes, with someone carrying him around if he wanted to at all times bow down before me I am God in the flesh he could, have, he could have done that and here's the deal he would have had a right to do so but he became a servant so instead of walking around like he was somebody important he came to be a servant of all he humbles himself all the way to a cross And a a servant becomes a martyr. And Jesus lives this perfect life that you and I could never live. And he dies a gruesome death on a cross that you and I deserve for our sin. See, the reason that Jesus can ask us to be a servant of all, the reason he challenges challenges us to find people is because he went first. He did it first. He gave up everything he owned. Everything he deserved. So he could love you and I will. So he could say, no, no, no. You're the most important thing. Right here in this moment. Right right here, down here as on earth, as one of us. Not up high in the heavens or sitting on a throne. When you're loving others when you're serving others when you're respectful to others is when you're most like Jesus not when you're on top not when you're highly elevated not when you're saying look at me how important I am how great I am how wonderful I am it's the position and the agenda of Jesus to find to save to serve See tonight you may be like that crowd person. And this message is for you. There are people like Bartimaeus that are out there in your in your homes, in your workplaces, in your schools, in your lives who need to be found and who need to be brought to Jesus where they can find freedom, where they can find salvation. See this is where Jesus is asking us to follow his example to help, to serve, to love, to find others.